in the comic book and entertainment industry as a whole has fostered many creative people. Frank Miller, Alan Moore, and there are so many other talented people in the entertainment world that have to remain relevant but also many who find their own pleasure in serving a niche crowd. If the worst thing to take away from this article or piece is that everyone is a scumbag in the industry. There are, and we all know their names. They are numerous and they have all verified Twitter check marks. It's insane to me that comics and entertainment would only focus on profits, which means cutting down the artistry and craft behind many artistic endeavors. Sometimes writers forsake a weird sentence, or purple prose, for something more direct. If purple prose offends anyone, don't read books. But the direct nature of books and how everything must be scripted into one unilateral form, is partway a death in art and culture. What is more upsetting is that profits are intertwined with the way the culture blows. If the industry sees that people aren't reading comics anymore, they will cut back supply and demands. If books, the more difficult ones, are not given the proper edification as say bestsellers do, then that's not artistic balance, it's profits over product. If you think that we are living in dark days with censorship, this has been going on for a long time. Libraries often have many banned book weeks as they tally up all the books censored all over the world. But this is not just about celebrating banned literature, but also celebrating books that are often difficult to find. If profits are what companies only think about, then why would anyone ever write anything risque? Who would ever want to read risque books when some of them don't recoup the cash? Usually if a book is difficult, you finish it and read it again. The power dynamic of a book can appeal to taste over time. Sometimes profitable stories are not built over one big hit. Blade Runner is a classic because it has managed to breathe in the culture of movies, and Philip K. Dick has become so well-known, but during his life he was poor. He ate dog food. Yes, his own mother paid his way until he died. I think it must have been terribly difficult for Philip K. Dick. He was unappreciated and died poor, but the legacy of a creator's work sometimes is beyond the control of a company profit. Is profit really controlled by a company that wants someone to be successful or does profit matter more? With Dan Brown, profit matters Morel but his legacy falls short. It's not always about profit. Most people who write books never get famous or rich, and loneliness and the willingness to cast aside a job just to be able to write, or paint a picture, doesn't mean you will get rich. I think it puts a strain on marriages, and it hurts when a partner doesn't make money. If the wife is fine with it, like Frank Herbert's wife, the six-year gamble paid off in Dune, after being rejected by nearly everyone, was published by Chilton, an auto mechanic guide. I shit you not. This actually happened. The first run hardcover edition is a priceless book and if kept in good condition, is worth more than $25,000. That is one story of how profit and a writer's vision was met by the world and embraced by the general public. So, there are countless stories of how profit never works out for a writer in the short term. Most famously, Herman Melville's Moby Dick, was a failure when finished, and it was derided for much of what modern readers can fault it for. It rambled. Most people who read Moby Dick feel a kindred spirit with it, often never have friends to share it with. But it's the book that every American should read. Melville delivered a book that far outlived the author's time but a cult of group readers kept the book alive, and in bookstores for years since then. It proves that a book doesn't have to sell to hold a lasting legacy to American literature. Profit sometimes doesn't matter, but in a way, profit is a nice addition. It helps create the stereotype that you failed, now get a real job. A lot of writers have committed suicide over never getting published, Hell, Leaving Las Vegas, starring Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue, in my humble opinion Shue and Marissa Tomei are two women that still look great despite their age, was about a failed alcoholic writer who decided to go on a drinking binge and living with a prostitute. Writers, and even myself included, 
Think the fame and profit will make the personal problems go away. It never does. That's a lie told to the masses. It's the oldest lie told to people who don't write books. Novels, painting, comics, are not just products, they are products of the imagination, to bring us out of sadness and chaos, as to understand what humans need when all is gone. When it's all taken away, then you have no history of art and the beauty of how damaged and fucked up but beautiful human beings really are. And that's worth remembering. Louis Bruno is the author of more than 15 books, including, The Michael Project, The Michael Project, Book 2, The Lost Children of Eve, The Kingdom Come, The Disintegrating Bloodline, Apocalypse Soldier, Hierarchy of Dwindling Sheep. His books can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Lulu. He can be found on Gab, https colon slash slash gab dot com slash there alice bruno mines https colon slash slash www dot mines dot com slash bruno 8063 slash and parlors colon slash slash parlor dot com slash profile slash therial luis bruno slash posts instagram at bruno 8063 and at luis bruno official book he has written for the intellectual conservative and fmr his latest come home young one a dark fantasy novel is out now at lulu.com Link is here, https colon slash slash www.lulu.com slash n slash a slash shop slash Louis Bruno slash come home young one slash hardcover slash product pw8q7z.html. Page equals one and page size equals four. His next series, City of Sand, will be available sometime this year.